Hello world, welcome to our daily variety show here on Learn TV, where we talk about everything from technologies to stories to um, customers and so, so much more. My name's Amy Boyd, I'm a cloud advocate here at Microsoft, and I am actually joined by a slightly different host this week, if you're a regular watcher. Dean has taken a well-deserved rest, but don't worry because we have Adam Jackson here with us. Hi, Adam, how are you doing? Hi, Amy. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me here. It's wonderful to keep the show very British this week. We've got some more British speakers later on as well. Um, and just wonderful to be presenting with you again. What have we got to look forward to today? Oh, we have a great agenda here today. So um, we will have up first one of our Wednesday segment um, uh, person who's always here and basically Jay Gordon is going to be coming and speaking to us about Azure Fun Bites, his show here on Learn TV tomorrow and he gives us a sneak peek into exactly what he's going to be talking about so he'll be up first. We've then got a new accessibility segment called the Ability Talk. We're going to invite on um, uh, an amazing lady named Shiva who is going to introduce a very special guest um, it is a first here for the Hello World show, um, having someone like this on. So we are really, really excited. Uh, and they will have a slightly extended segment time as well. So we really hope you enjoy that. And then finally, uh, we will bring on Kayla, who talks about WinDevBox, which is Windows Terminal and Power Toys. Uh, and she's also got a special guest that I will let her introduce. Well, that's really exciting. And I just want to mention, because we're talking about ability today, all of our Learn TV programming, including this one, is captioned live. And so if you use the selector on Learn TV, you can choose to have those captions in vision. Also, if you're watching on demand on YouTube, you don't forget you can always use the auto captioning there as well, just to make sure that everything's extra accessible. Now, let, before we go on to today's show, I just wanted to mention some of the upcoming events that we have. So, uh, and there's actually quite a bit, isn't there, Amy? I mean, I was just, we were looking through today and April is a busy month. So um, the first one that's coming up is our Global Azure virtual event. So this is actually from the 15th to the 17th of April, and it is a 72 hour live event brought to you by passionate people from the Azure technical community all around the world. So really do recommend you tune into that. It is for everyone, wherever you are in the world. Um, on the 27th of April, we have our All Around Azure DevOps event, and that is uh, DevOps with GitHub. Um, and you can go to ak.ms forward slash AAA-DevOps, and don't worry, we'll have all of the links on, yes, aka.ms slash hello world, so you'll be able to find it there. And then, of course, we've got Microsoft Build, so we couldn't go without announcing that. That is going to be taking place from the 25th of May to the 27th of May. So block your calendar now. Registration will be open very, very soon. And in the meantime, if you're looking for something specific, we've always got our Azure webinars online at aka.ms forward slash Azure webinars. Okay, so Amy, you've got some news updates. Lots happening there as well this week. I was going to say it was it was very hard to pick. Like I said, we have so many different events, um, but we also have a really interesting story from Monday. So Microsoft accelerates industry cloud strategy for healthcare with the acquisition of Nuance. Uh, this happened on the 12th of April. There is a, a great blog post that we've linked in our show notes for today. Um, this actually builds on top of a currently successful existing partnership with Nuance between, sorry, Nuance and Microsoft. 
And basically the idea is the ability to combine solutions and expertise um, around cloud and AI capabilities across the healthcare space, uh, but also in other industries as well. So it's definitely one I would recommend reading. I had a good read of it today. Um, yeah, re really, really exciting stuff to bring up. So it's, um, it, it's just nice to see what other people in the space like Nuance are already building as well. It's fascinating to see all the great solutions that they have listed there. Um, so yeah, a really nice one for a good read. Um, but, but that's it really from us, Adam, on the headlines for today. Yeah, well, I was just going to say on that Nuance um, story, I am really excited to have some new friends inside Microsoft joining us hopefully later this year as well. So uh, great stuff and really exciting for our healthcare customers as well. Anyway, don't forget, you can find all of the links that we discussed today, including all of the news at aka.ms forward slash hello world. And we've got so much to come today, lots and lots to come today. But first of all, let's welcome Jay Gordon for our regular Azure Fun Byte segment. Hi, Jay. How's it going? Hey, Adam. It's a very, very British always uh, welcome here on, on Hello World. So I actually made sure to put on a New Order t-shirt today just so I can always fit the theme. But uh, it, it's great to see you today. It's great to see you too. It's been too long. Um, what do you have to share for us this week on Azure Fun Bites? Well, every week we get together at 11 a.m. on uh, the West, 2 p.m. on the East, and of course, uh, 7 across the pond over in the UK. Um, and we talk about the products, the services, and the fundamentals that make up Azure. And so this week, I've got another great segment of uh, interviews um, here to talk about. I, I think you're going to really get interested in what it is. Uh, why don't we get into it? What do you say, Adam? Hey, you've got some demos to show right now, haven't you? Uh, well, right now I'm going to be showing you uh, just uh, this week's uh, identity. Yeah, this week's preview. And so this week we're going to be talking about Microsoft Identity Services, which helps protect your applications on-prem or in the cloud, um, defend against attacks, safeguard your, your credentials, and strong auth options. Uh, you can protect with Azure AD, and it's a complete identity and access management solution integrated security, and it actually connects 425 million people to their apps, their device, and their data services every single month. That's, that's really, really exciting. It's great to see how this is expanding and how our customers are seeing increased um, increased functionality. And actually, as you know, as an end user, it's quite pretty exciting as well because it's just becoming easier to log into stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit about conditional access, which is the tool used by Azure AD to bring signals together to make decisions, enforce organizational policies. Uh, so conditional access is the heart of the new identity driven control plane. Um, and and the, the best way to actually uh, utilize this service is to include multi-factor authentication. And so we can see where everything is kind of locked together here. Um, and, and it all comes together, our user location, our applications, uh, our, our real-time risk, our devices, they're all going through these signals. As you can see, the signal, decision, enforcement, uh, it all comes together so we can verify every single attempt, require either allow access, require MFA, or we can just block access and bring everything back to our apps and data. 
And so uh, really quickly, if, if I was going to actually enable this service in 2FA, the first thing I want to do is I'll go into security in Azure AD and I'll configure a conditional access policy, but I'll need to actually create uh, a group to put my users in. So you can see here, I created one called MFA Pilot. Um, it will go ahead and select our users and groups, and then eventually we'll pick the specific selected item. And then from there, we can actually uh, use this uh, now to define the cloud apps and actions that trigger the policy that all these are users are part of. So these cloud apps or actions are, are the scenarios that you decide require this additional processing for security, uh, such as a prompt for multi-factor authentication. So you can decide that access to, say, a financial app or use of management tools requires an additional verification prompt. And I think that's super, super important in the way we live nowadays. We've got to have as much security as possible. That's amazing. And um, you're bringing on a special guest this week as well, right, Jay? Absolutely. Um, this week, I welcome Christos Matskas. Uh, he's a program manager at Microsoft. Uh, we've discussed identity before on the show, but I, I wanted to bring in a different type of spin onto it. Uh, so we'll discuss what Microsoft identity is, why developers should not manage their own user databases, and, and I can understand why. Um, how to get started with Microsoft Identity and the types of identity you can manage using this service. So, uh, you know what? That that's the show for this week. That's amazing. And um, and where do we go to watch the show, Jay? For people who haven't seen it before, stay right here on Learn TV, or you can find out more information by heading over to the Twitter. Uh, it's at Azure Fun Bites. Uh, every Thursday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. East, where I keep my heart and my home. And of course, uh, what is it, 1900 in uh, the UK? Is that right? Well, it's 7 p.m., 7 p.m. We're, we're imperial here, you know. So, sure, sure. <laughs> amazing. So don't touch the button tomorrow. You need to stay on Learn TV for that. Well, that that is really exciting, Jay. I'll certainly be tuning in. Um, and I think now we're going to bring Amy back, and she's going to introduce our next segment on ability. I absolutely am. So I am very, very excited to uh, get our special segment for today uh, on, on the screen. So uh, we have a new segment here on Hello World called The Ability Talk, and it is going to be led by Shiva. So let me hand over to Shiva to take it away. Hello and welcome everybody to The Ability Talk. Accessibility is a commonly talked about subject in the tech industry. And in common parlance, be it tech or the non-tech context, creating products for all, all being the all-encompassing and inclusive demographic, it seems to be the edifice of product design. So we have kickstarted this segment to delve deeper into how to think, how to converse, how to build, use, test, critique, and most importantly, enable and allow accessibility to be the basis of our creative process. We aim to bring you demos, sneak peeks, and stories about various accessibility-related topics. And to kickstart the first instance of this segment on Hello World, we have Jenny Leifleury, the Chief Accessibility Officer at Microsoft, as a guest with us. Jenny, it's a pleasure to have you here today. It's exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. Let's go. 
Awesome. Can you actually just get us started by grounding us in the basics of accessibility and disability? Absolutely. So thank you for having this this topic. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I know we're going to get a lot of great ideas that come through the channel. But yeah, let's get grounded. Disability is something that impacts over a billion people in the world. And frankly, I think it's a lot higher, particularly when we look at what's happened in the last year. It's something that can impact you at any point in life, uh, on a temporary basis, on a permanent basis, and 70% of disability is invisible. And so just to give you some sense, this could be hearing, vision, mobility, neurodiversity, dyslexia, autism, mental health, and more. Um, disability doesn't come in, in beautiful packets sometimes. We are human, uh, and it is correlated with age. Uh, so as we age, we develop more disabilities. Um, and then accessibility is the means to which to make things possible and inclusive. So the easiest quick example for folks in the physical world is to think about a ramp into a building. But the same works in the digital world. How do we make sure that environments like this one are beautifully accessible to anyone? Uh, you'll see that we have my ASL interpreter, Bell. Um, I am deaf. I do not hear your voice. I also use captioning. Those are some of the quick and easy things that are part of the digital accessibility world. Awesome. Uh, all of this actually just gets me really fascinated. I really, really want to know. Uh, I know Microsoft has been investing in accessibility for the past many years. So can you please just you know enlighten us and talk a little bit about our journey and how our approach has changed over time at Microsoft? Right. So accessibility is not a new thing. It's, it's not new. It's been around a long time. You think about the history of talking books. Um, we're talking you know, more than a century, but it is something that I think has grown and ebbed and flowed. Microsoft actually started investing in accessibility in the 90s. Uh, that's when we first anointed people to work on how we could make sure that the earliest versions of Windows were accessible. Uh, and actually for the nerds amongst you, if you ever see that sticky keys um, that pops up occasionally, if you hit enter too many times, that was actually one of our first features in 1994 to allow people with mobility to be able to just quickly get some shortcuts in there. It's still an invaluable feature. Um, and so over the years, we've ebbed and flowed. We've had moments of brilliance, moments of not, and an enormous amount of learning. But I would kind of say a, a couple of things. Where we're grounded and focused to now is really making sure that accessibility is the means to having usable, productive, awesome experiences that open the doors to talent with disabilities, whether it's to game, to work, to play, um, or to experience life. Uh, accessibility gives that. So I, I'm privileged to do what I do today. I work with an amazing number of hundreds of people across the company, and our goal is really to infuse accessibility into everything that we do. 
That definitely seems to be a North Star and something, someplace I think everybody should aim to be at. I, I mean, I know it's the right thing to do. And I think it should be something which comes very naturally to people. But I do want, uh, if you can just, you know, touch on the business side of things. Can you just talk a little bit about managing accessibility like a business and the exact role accessibility compliance actually plays in, you know, developing the products and making them accessible? And how do we actually make sure that through this business, we don't exclude anybody? Right, and I think your key point there is that we have the power to include, we also have the power to exclude. And anyone and everyone has that power. A um, Couple of key things that I would really think about. One basic rule, in fact, if you forget, you remember anything from what I've said, remember this one. If you don't know if it's accessible, it's not. Whether that's a, a document, a website, a piece of code, um, a marketing campaign, a video. If you don't know if it's accessible, it's not. So just one of the most key and important thing is to test your product, test your whatever it is. Um, if it's a video, making sure you've got captions on there. If, if it's a uh, document that you hit accessibility checker, just hit the button and follow the instructions. If it's a website, download accessibility insights and just know how good it, all of these are free and embedded in product. Um, and then, then I think the other component, uh, you know, as you mentioned, kind of managing and measuring this, it's important to manage accessibility like a business. It's important to know how good or not your things are. And again, if you don't know, it's not. So it's it's uh, crucial. And Microsoft, we definitely manage this as an ecosystem. We manage and measure everything. Have we got everything perfect? No. Have we got a long way to go? Yes. But I would say that our bar is, has really grown over the years. Every product that we launch has been methodically gone through with some rigor. Um, and we methodically manage that uh, and improve it. But I would also say compliance is not our goal. Compliance and the law, while I love and appreciate um, all of it, it's not the usable experience. Uh, compliance doesn't give you that. Our goal is to go for much higher than that. We're a nerdy technology company. We want to blow the doors off. Um, and open doors to talent. And that means, well, we got to innovate. And so one of the most favorite parts of my job is really innovating. Awesome. Thank you so much for actually laying emphasis on that. And I do want to point out, we will not just be touching on accessibility. We want to make usability as a very important part of this segment as well. Um, I am actually a little curious, uh, you know, about what are you most excited in terms of, you know, technology in Microsoft, you know, accessible technology in Microsoft. We'd love to know more about your favorite accessibility features or tools or products, as well as any insight you, you know, intend to share about accessible technology future. Well, I do think I have the coolest job in the world. So I, and I, I really do mean that. And I would say it's, it's, uh, there's so many pieces of, of goodness um, that I just love. And, and we've been hacking for years. Uh, you know, we had about 250 project teams in the hackathon last summer. And there's all gorgeous manner of cherries that come out of that. But I would also say that this has been a very humbling year. The pandemic forced us all to be working virtual. 
Um, it forced us to think about how we work and live in a very different way. And it forced an increased use on accessibility. And we've had an enormous amount of learning. So actually some of my favorite tools, you know, I could talk about the Xbox adaptive controller and seeing AI for the blind, which is an amazing app. But actually some of the things that excite me right now have come out of the last year and how we think about Microsoft Teams um, with a hand raise, right? Which bluntly was created by someone who's neurodiverse for neurodiversity so that you don't, you know, when you don't know when to interrupt, you, you wave your hand. For me as someone who's deaf, I use a combination of, of captioning, interpreting, transcription, and they're all there independently for me using artificial intelligence. So I think there's a lot more to come. In fact, I know there's a lot more to come, but it's, it's an exciting time to think about how we can really truly empower people, empower every organization, um, particularly in these times empower people. That is the goal for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jenny, and sharing your thoughts with us. It's been a pleasure having you here. It, no, no, no. The pleasure is all mine. And uh, bring on the feedback, folks. Uh, bring on your ideas. I, I know that there's going to be a lot we can create. Definitely, definitely. Awesome. So folks, in the next segment, we will talk more about disability etiquette and language guidance with a very special guest, Jessica Refuse, who is the Director of Accessibility Partnership at Microsoft. And to actually learn more about accessibility, you can just visit the link aka.ms slash accessibility. That's it from me. Thank you so much. That was absolutely fantastic and so informative. And we'll see you again at the end of the show. So next up, we'll be chatting with Kayla and her, her guest today, DeAndre, for the wonderful WinDevBox segment. And today we're talking power toys. Thanks, Adam. So I'm here with DeAndre Davis. He is a program manager on our team, and he also works on power toys. And he's got some really fun updates for the power toys experience. So I want to send it over to him so we can talk more about it. Yep. Thanks, Kayla. And so, hey, everybody. Again, my name is DeAndre Davis, and I work with the Power Toys team. Uh, for those who aren't aware, Power Toys is a collection of tools to streamline and optimize your workflows. What started off as a tool set for developers has quickly expanded due to the open source nature of the project, and now encapsulate tools and utilities for a much larger audience of users, from designers and architects, system administrators, or even general users who don't have a technical background at all. Power Toys has something for everyone to squeeze out just a little bit more productivity from the workflows. And so one of the challenges we've been facing with this is how do we best expose users to this new functionality? And so over the past couple of months, we've been working on a new user onboarding experience that we really want to focus in on three main concepts to really make sure it sells well with the um, user base. And so these three concepts include modern system-themed UI to quickly grab the user's attention and let them know that this is something that they should be focused on. As they're going through the information, we want to make sure we have guided visuals to make sure there's no ambiguity at all in terms of what they're looking at versus how they're actually supposed to be um, wrapping up to use a tool, as well as concise text to not be overwhelmed with dedicated information that most users might may or may not care for. And so for those who are, we want to include links within the application, quickly get them to the documentation that they care about, as well as customizations to really fine tune the experience to their liking. And so coming up next, we have a brief demo or from my device about the um, new onboarding experience. And so with this scenario, we have an onboarding screen that launches right when PowerToys is installed, so there's no guesswork on what you do. Going through different utilities, you see you have color picker here. We can read a quick blurb on what it's about, see the big visual to let you know exactly how you're supposed to work with it, and really lock in in only a matter of five, 10 seconds what it is you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be um, accessing it to really lock in your um, 
into your workflow. And so with this example, we have a quick demonstration that you yourself can even launch and interact with the example that you see on screen. As you're going through the onboarding experience and you recognize that there's something, a section that you want to learn more about, we include links inside the documentation that takes you straight to our official information for the various parts of ways where you can scroll through the menu and jump straight to the section that you want to learn more about. Uh, from there, as you're going through and you recognize that you have a cool tool that you think might work, but there's some things you want to adjust with it, you can quickly open up the settings from the onboarding experience to tweak it and refine it and tune it to exactly what you need to do. In this case, we have the selection of plugins for the Power Toys Run tool, which will turn on calculator and folder tools for it. And so basically, by launching this out, we allowed the community to really dive in and just quickly come up to speed with all the various tools. So they don't have to do a lot of digging and research to try to understand what's available to them. It's provided right there at the forefront of the Power Toys application. You can dig through and find what you need to quickly get started up and find your productivity. That looks awesome. I really love those large images at the top too. It really makes the whole thing look really nice. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about Power Toys, if you want to help contribute to the GitHub repository, you can get to PowerToys' GitHub at ak.ms slash PowerToys. If you want to install PowerToys and play with it, you can get it at ak.ms slash install PowerToys. So DeAndre, that experience, is that available now or is that something that's still in development? Yes, that experience is available right now. All you have to do is go to our PowerToys uh, website and click the install links to get it onboarded and ready to use for yourself. Awesome. I have to update my PowerToys version. Um, and then last question for you, what is your favorite PowerToy? Oh, that's a good question. Like I've been with the team for a couple months now and looking through all the various utilities, I would say it definitely has to go down to Color Picker. Uh, with Color Picker, it's just such a quick, easy tool to find and grab colors from your screen and paste it into whatever relevant documentation. I didn't realize, since I'm not like a designer or architect, like I'm not inclined to think that I would care so much about colors on my screen. But as I'm going through creating documentation, trying to find examples for different stuff, it's really easy to just use the Color Picker to snap a color, put into the right documentation, and have it right there at my disposal. And so that's mine. What about yours? Mine's also the Color Picker, um, especially when I'm making themes for Terminal. I use the color picker much, much more than like taking a screenshot, going into paint, using the color picker in there, getting the code and then putting it back in my terminal theme. So it's, it's so much faster. It's so much nicer. So I right. think that wraps it up for our segment. I'd like to bring it back over to Amy and Adam to take us out. Oh. Wonderful. Yeah, so that is all of the segments we actually have for today. Um, we are, we've had all sorts. It's been a really, really great show. So let's bring everyone back on screen. I think we could have had a full hour of this, couldn't we, Amy? <laughs> Absolutely. We could have had far, far more, but we know that if we keep ourselves concise, we really land those important messages. So we, we do this on purpose to you all, so apologies. Um, but one of the best things to say is everything that you've learned in today's show, you can go to aka.ms slash hello world to find great links to amazing resources and continue your learning. So huge thank you to Jay Gordon on uh, talking to us about his show, Azure Fun Bites. Also um, tune in tomorrow after Hello World and Jay will be back with us then on, on Learn TV. 
Uh, then we had the wonderful Shiva and amazing to have Jenny here with us today. What a phenomenal segment. Um, we had all of us here in backstage commenting uh, in, our, in our little side chat about how exciting that segment was. So thank you, both of you, uh, for such a wonderful uh, introduction to the Ability Talk that we will have on future shows as well. And then finally, last but certainly not least, we had Kayla and uh, DeAndre who talked to us about power toys. The color picker will change my life, so I'm definitely going to go and grab that as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a, a little bit of an overview of our show for today. Wow, what an amazing show. And, uh, you know, just just, just brilliant. It, we sh it should have been twice the length, Amy, honestly, next time, next time. Um, anyway, looking forward to tomorrow. We have Frank and Nitya. They're going to be the wonderful hosts tomorrow. I just want to end by saying huge thank you to Amy for being an amazing co-host and also all the wonderful guests we've had today. It's been wonderful to present with you today here on Learn TV. Um, and I want to say a special thank you to Belle, who's our American Sign Language interpreter on screen. Thank you so much. And um, we'll work on getting a British Sign Language interpreter as well for next time. Very, very keen on that. <laughs> but stay tuned on here on Learn TV for Azure SQL Fundamentals Episode 3. Today, we're going to talk about securing your data with Azure SQL, and that's with Anna Hoffman and Bob Ward. That is coming up next here on Learn TV. Do not touch that button. Stay tuned, and we'll see you all again very, very soon. Bye. All right. Goodbye.